Well, well, well. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like it's been forever. We fi- kind of has I, been. Uh, it kind of has been. I mean, my God, we done passed through Halloween and and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, finally, this day has finally arrived. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. What's been going on? Uh, I well, I'm finally well after being sick for like a month. It's like I was fighting it for two weeks, and then it finally got me. And then, like, it went away, and then it came back with a vengeance. It's just kindergarten journey. The heck, them kids be having. <laughs> but I'm, man, I'm so tired. It seemed like every first of the month since school started, she come home sick. And mm. then it just spread through the house. I'm so over it. I can't deal. I, I understand it. With that weather up there, I can only imagine how Ugh, that must have been talk for about you. that. Don't yeah. even talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah, I see. I seen the tweets and how much you hate winter. I think it's funny, bro. Do I, I don't even mind the cold. It's that white stuff that I can do without. I hate snow. I hate uh, it. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's the culprit. Snow. Ugh. I only want it on one day. December twenty fifth. That's it. it. Snow that. <laughs> snow that. Snow that day, and then go and away. Then gone. <laughs> Understood. You wake up and it's all gone. That's the only day I need it. Right. Well, we don't see it down here, so I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, and for me, it's just been it's just been this work situation. Oh my god, it's been driving me insane. I am not gonna go on these here airways and explain. Um, my job situation because if I even start, we will have a whole two hour podcast <laughs> about my job. So let's not even go there. We go focus on what we're supposed to be focusing on, and which is a lot actually. Oh my god, it's so much. We've missed so much. <laughs> so much. It's so much to talk about. But uh, episode thirty four, y'all had no idea podcast. Big Sky here, and I'm Sean. Oh, all right, we're we're back, y'all. We're back. So we have a lot to talk about. A lot of catching up to do. A lot of shenanigans to get into because people are crazy, bat crazy. <sighs> okay, so I sent you a text and I said, you know, we're gonna have a Kanye list, Trump list podcast, right? Don't tell me you changed your mind. I, I had to because I woke up this Aww. morning. <laughs> oh <So>, no. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll explain. I'll explain. So <sighs> For the for the past four podcasts that we did, either either of those two gentlemen have been talked about. Either it has been Kanye West or it has been Donald Trump. And I have been sick to death and talking about them too. But honestly, this is not really gonna be about them and totality, especially Kanye, because it's another thing I want to talk about with him. With him, it has to do with him, but it's not really to do with him. But I'll get to that in a minute. But this first thing we have to talk about only because it, they're holding the first public impeachment hearings for forty-five, and the only reason why I wanted to touch on that is because it this thing might well affect everything concerning the election concerning uh, future presidencies. I don't want to talk about him because him, he, 
meaning Trump doesn't really matter to me at all, but it might be actually happening. I'm just interested. To Which see how is stupid. Goes. You know, if see we how we want to talk about it. It's so dumb because, I mean, if everybody just vote like they're supposed to, we got what less than a year now. <laughs> he gonna be gone. So really, why are we doing this? The resources, the time. It's like at this point, it's kind of pointless. I mean, I understand it, I guess, but it's just like. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we could be putting all of this towards like maybe picking a freaking nominee and like mm-hmm. concentrating on just replacing him. Like mm-hmm. if we was going to do this, this should have been done two years ago. Yeah, I agree. Now, again, I don't have an issue with them doing this because like you said, it needed to be done. seemed like hell since day one. Immediately, basically. <laughs> right. Immediately. But my issue was, it took all of this to get to this point. Out of all the stuff, that, and I'm not saying that the stuff with Ukraine is not bad. I mean, the Ukraine investigation is just... <laughs> it's it's about as dumb as everything else he's done since he's been in office. So it took this to get him... I'm still baffled that it took this to get him in peace. I'm sorry. I look at all the other stuff that he said that he's done the promises that he's made to his own party that he just has not delivered on. And I'm like, it took this to get him impeached. Hell, he was, he had some treasonous stuff going on like six months ago. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm just like, okay. I mean, this is cool. I mean, I, I, this is what I honestly did. I said this the last time recording. I, I want to hurry up and move on to it. This is a lot I want to get into. I st- I'm still under the impression that the partially the only reason why they're going through with this is in my in the back of my mind I really feel like the Democratic Party don't have a real representative and a part of me is thinking that they're scared because they feel as if that if he ends up losing like in the grand scheme of things losing the actual general election that it will be such backlash and we'll have these crazy trump supporters and people just acting a plum fool i honestly think they're scared so i feel like they feel the quickest way or the best way or the safest way to remove him from office is to impeach him and get him out of there that way but the only issue is as we look <laughs> so what's today's date? I just wanted to kind of uh, the thirteenth. Today's date is what the thirteenth. That is less than a year. That's what I said. To, <laughs> to, uh, no, no, I'm just that's that's what I'm, that's that was my point. That was my point. I wasn't trying to like go all the way around the detour to the original point. It's just that I'm just like y'all just waited too long to me. So yeah, eh, whatever. That's just how I feel about it. Now, let's get off Trump. Let's get to the let's get to the meat. Let's get to some stuff. Since we've been away, we have learned that rappers are idiots. That rappers are emotionally uh, driven when it comes to their wives, and we learned that rappers love MAGA. Let's start with the rappers are crazy part. Talk about Ti. 
Boy, did he get into some trouble this week and last week. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I want to preface my comments by saying I like T.I. I really do. I like T.I. He's he's one of my favorite rappers. But this has nothing to do with music, unfortunately. T.I. was on the Ladies Like Us podcast. And in this podcast... He be, they it was a portion of the podcast, a segment of the podcast where they was talking to T.I. about having that birds and the bees talk with their with his children. T.I. got like 85 kids. I can't remember all the names of his kids. Every time I look up, this man got a different kid. He got a kid for every day of the week, literally almost. And so he went into detail about his daughter Deja. Now Deja is 18 now and she just graduated high school which was celebrated because T.I. at the same time had two kids that graduated from high school at the same time. They basically the uh, same age. They ain't but like a couple the same months age. apart. Yeah, yeah uh, Denasia uh, and Messiah. They're literally the same age. So so he you know this this is what I want to say before I even get to this quote. Before I even say what I'm about to say, I want to make this a point that if you are going to say something, make sure you know what the hell you're talking about before you say it. I am a connoisseur of research. I Even on this podcast, I've made mistakes. I have misquoted. I have misspoke. But I make sure that at least... I do the research and I try to know what I'm talking about. Here's T.I.'s quote. Right after the birthday, meaning her, this all started in her, her, her 16th birthday. Right after the birthday, we celebrate usually the day after the party. She's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the door. Gyno, tomorrow, 9.30. Gyno meaning gynecologist. We'll go and sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And, you know, the doctor is maintaining a high level of professionalism. I'm trying my best not to read his voice, by the way. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information. And he stops the doctor. He said, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this, meaning the paper. So we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? (laughs) This is where it gets bad. He added. Just check the hymen, please, and give me my results. back my results mm-hmm. expeditiously. Sean, mm-hmm. this is bad. Mm-hmm. This was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. When I first heard this, now this was before I uh, uh, read the quote. I did, and I went back, and I actually wish and listened to that portion of the podcast. And what made it even worse, because I'm I'm going to talk about this in detail too, is everybody's at fault here. I just don't know what to say. I just don't know why you would just be that naive to think that you were not going to get backlash. But Sean, I want you to expound on this a little bit more because... I mean, you are the female of the, you are the woman of this oh, podcast. Oh, Lord, so. don't call me a female now, because you know that oh, is yeah, inappropriate, know, yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I know that's inappropriate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My bad. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to call you now. 
Sean, could you expound on this a little bit more for the general public, please? Because this is just boy oh boy. Well, for starters, T.I. is one of them hotel niggas anyway. So to be completely honest, this don't surprise me. Um, What pisses me off about it, it's like you're going through all of this because you're trying to keep your daughter away from niggas like you. Like, if you weren't the way you mm. are, you wouldn't feel the need to, like, be, like, holding her captive. Like, it's, I mean, I understand, like, as a parent, nobody wants their kids to have sex. I have a 16-year-old, and, like, we ain't doing none of that in this house. But to a certain extent, they are their own people. Like, you cannot invade on their bodies like that. Like, and I'm sure based off of like the stuff she been liking on social media and the fact that she didn't unfollow him, pretty sure she probably, you know, didn't want him to do it, but she probably felt like she ain't have no choice in the matter. And then for you mm-hmm. to put all her business like on the internet, like she don't want the world to know her personal business. And on top of the fact, you ain't do nothing but put a target on her back. So not everybody mm-hmm. trying to be the one. Like it's just it's it was tacky, it's dumb. And then on they show the family hustle when they had found out that King was having sex, he wasn't upset. Like you you can't make I hate when parents make the difference. Like I don't want my son nor my daughter to be engaging in sexual activities before they grown. Like I don't think it's cute for you to be like, oh, my son is doing such and such, such, but then you think that you have a right to somehow put a chastity belt on your daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I just, and then you go get on the internet, on, on podcasts, and you laughing about it because you think you did something. You, you Like, he's an idiot. And he deserves everything he get, and if that girl don't talk to him for a while, he deserves that too. Like, and even if you do do stuff like this it ain't none of our damn business we Mm -hmm. didn't need to know that like at all Mm -hmm. and and, then that's like one of the things I've been hearing everybody say is like that's his house that's his daughter he can do what he want I guess so but we didn't need to know but you made it public now when you Mm -hmm. put it out there that's opening it up for all of us to have an opinion on your personal business. Like nobody knew you did that until you told us. And you could have kept it that way by just keeping your mouth shut. But you thought you was doing something by getting on there. Like, yeah, everybody going to feel me. I'm like, now you look stupid. This is about the dumbest (laughs) that you could possibly do. First and foremost, and I agree with everything you said, by the way, First and foremost, I hate when people say stuff like, well, if it happens in your house, you know, who am I to judge? But you yes. made it public. So now I'm judging. I hate when people do that. <laughs> right? So, like, you made it public. What, what do you want me to say now? So, as a man that has two daughters, and I love, you know, th- these are my daughters, okay? These my kids. I understand that I am a parent. I understand. And I, I am with you. I also have a 16-year-old son that I do not want engaging in sexual activities. Activities, However, I am also not naive nor stupid. Okay? 
I was 16 once. <laughs> so Lord I'm not Jesus gonna say it. Christ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yes, I was, I was shut up. Let's not let's not go back into the crystal ball, oh, okay? Lord. I don't even want to I don't even want to go there. Let's not go there, okay? Let's not talk about our high school days, okay? Cuz you know, whatever. Anyway, I was 16 once. Now, when I was 16, you know, whatever. But the thing of it is, I'm not stupid. I know my son has these feelings towards girls. I'm sure he has a little girlfriend that he refuses to tell us about because he doesn't know there. <laughs> they think you like you don't know. Like as if I want like right. You, Kayla do the same they, they stuff swear to up, me. Like, I'm not talking to nobody. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Because I was born right. yesterday, right? Right. Because when you were born, <laughs> life started. Uh, no, child. I had a whole life before you. Let's remember that. But I say that to say I'm not naive nor stupid. And no, you don't want that Mm-mm. for your child, but it's going to happen. What pissed me off the most about T.I. is the last comment that he made, which was, with her hymen is still intact. It, as if your hymen can't break in multiple different ways. Now, listen, I am, I'm not a doctor. I am not... Um, a professional in health, but this is about the simplest <laughs> of things that you should know. He even said he was like um, the doctor told him like it can be broken, but like bicycle riding or horseback ride, and he was like she don't do none of that. Like, and I mean even to be like more frank, like okay, let's just say for the sake of argument that sex is the only way to break the hymen and the fact that it's still there means that she is not having like vaginal intercourse. That does not mean she is not doing other things because there are a plethora there you go. of other things <laughs> that can be going on. Like, yeah. so that you didn't really do nothing. Like, even though exactly. it's just like, what are you and, and for all people, he should know that because we know all of him and tiny business so he should know that there was like other things she could possibly be engaging in, which makes I mean, this all I mean, the more stupid. Right. It just made it just makes me sick to my stomach. Like I, I was very, very, very upset about this because bottom line is he had no right to um impugn on this little girl's privacy. And then granted, she's not a little girl anymore. She's she's a, she's an adult. She's literally 18. Yeah. And so it's like, why would you put this out there? And now, now here's what here's where I got just so like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. So I've seen some guys and I've heard some guys say that, well, what's wrong with it? I mean, you get mad that he's there for his daughter. You tell black men they shouldn't be there for their kids. That was irritating. And too. yet and still. And yet and still you're mad at T.I. because he's actually being there for no, their no. child. Okay. Here's the thing about that. As if parents don't make boneheaded decisions. I have made plenty of boneheaded decisions as a parent. Mm-hmm. There's not a perfect parent out here. My parents weren't perfect. I'm not perfect as a parent. This has nothing to do with and I don't, I hate when people try to spend narratives that don't necessarily need to be there 
No one, and I want to make this clear, no one is questioning T.I.'s fatherhood <laughs> in totality. Because if you are, you are a moron, by the way, because no one even said that he was a bad father. I don't want to paint this narrative that, oh, T.I. sucks as a father. No, that's not what this is. This is the right to privacy and as a parent. Yes, what happens, you know, because how many times did you hear growing up? I mean, what happens in my house stays mm-hmm. in my house. Too like, many times to count. Person. I hate that and do <laughs> I, as I say, not as I do. Both of them quotes can go it, kick rocks. Exactly. Because this proves that this does not apply. Because she's an adult, for one, and for two, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Especially when you're T.I., and you have been known to be a ladies' man. Yeah. In your raps, you've said you had multiple side chicks. Matter of fact, just a few years ago, wasn't T.I. in trouble? A few years. He was talk- it was just about a couple months ago when he was patting that girl on the butt and having her sit on his lap. Like, that was... Yep. That ain't been that long. Exactly. Like, dog, you was out here rumored as having Bernice Burgos as your side chick just not that long ago. We didn't forget, but oh, God forbid, Floyd Merriweather gets a piece of Tiny, and oh, my God, the world's over. And oh, we're ready to, you know, it's it's the hypocrisy. It's when uh, toxic masculinity just runs into the ground with this. It just, all of it just looks bad. It just looks bad. So, of course... She, like you said earlier, she started liking comments mm-hmm. of people saying that T.I. was being ridiculous and then she went as far as to unfollow her father. And Tiny and Zani. Yeah, yeah, follow, unfollowed them too because we don't know what was said behind closed doors with them two concerning this whole ordeal. It just looks stupid and it was like dude, you have no right to do that. So this whole situation got so bad to the point where the World Health Organization came out and said that T.I. was wrong. Do you got the World Health Organization coming out and saying scientifically you look like a freaking idiot? I mean, because then- he, he making it seem like he knew what was going on. Like, like he's some kind of doctor or something. Like he's an expert on vaginas. <laughs> yeah, he okay, he's an expert, all right. I mean, j- again, this just goes to show that if you don't have all of the information, that when you think that you're doing something right, in the same sense, you can also be doing something wrong. And listen, he got backlash for it. He hasn't, and it's weird because T.I. has been very, very vocal about a lot of stuff. He has his own podcast expeditiously, which I actually listen to um, a few times, except when he likes to cut his guest off, i.e. the Master P interview, but that's a whole other discussion. He's been very quiet since then, and T.I. is not a quiet guy. He is more out in the open now than he's been in when he was actively rapping. rapping. So, hey, you get what you asked for, man. And when you put stuff out there like that, you better know what you're talking about. I can't reiterate that enough. So that's the that's the the rappers are crazy portion of this pack podcast. Now 
let's talk about rappers are sensitive to their wives portion of this podcast. You know, <clears throat> I could not wait to get to this part of the podcast. I've been chomping at the bits to talk about this whole Breakfast Club versus Gucci Mane mess. Oh, wait. I it is the most. Wait. I'm just here so I don't get fine. Like, tense environment. Ooh. Now, it's so dry and bland and uh-huh. Everybody just doing their uh-huh. job. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's talk about this in full detail, shall we? Oh, I couldn't wait. So this whole ordeal all started about a month ago, actually. Maybe a little bit more than a month ago when Gucci Mane went on his Instagram and basically said that he was banned from the Breakfast Club and that Angela Yee and uh, Envy have something to do with that, mainly Angela Yee. And so, again, this is all going back. You can go all the way back to the whole Gucci Mane and Angela Yee situation where um, Gucci Mane basically said that Angela Yee was trying to highlight him. You can go, that's 2016. That was three years ago. Long, long time ago, right? It's funny because I actually listened to that interview when it was happening, and it was the funniest thing I've heard. And Angela Yee was just so like, no, not me. So fast forward to a little bit after Gucci Mane made his little statement on Instagram to The Breakfast Club at a time when Charlamagne was not there. And Angela Yee and DJ Envy decided to have a little Breakfast Club court. Now the old infamous Breakfast Club court where Yee and Envy decide to talk about the whole Gucci Mane situation. Of course, Angela Yee comes out and Defends herself and saying that, oh, I would never talk, have talked to Gucci Mane. And it was, and Gucci Mane claims it was lip service. No, it was actually a show called The Morning After. So Gucci Mane doesn't know what he's talking about. And oh, he's a liar and he's known to be a liar. Oh, remember those tweets that he tweeted? Those tweets was when Gucci went on that crazy Twitter rant. I remember that like it was yesterday too, because I follow Gucci Mane on Twitter and I remember that. And I'm like, this nigga's really going in. <laughs> like, he talked about his relationship with Nikki. He talked about Waka. And he talked about a whole thing, a bunch of things. Him and, him and Yo Gotti. It was not being cool, which brings us to this next part and why Envy got, <laughs> got a straight bullet in that Gucci Man interview. Because they decided to play this clip of Yo Gotti talking about how he had relations with Gucci's now wife. And that is when Gucci pretty much lost it. And DJ Envy, of all people, should know better than to even allow that clip to fly, seeing as though he flew off the handle with that whole Jesus and Meryl situation, which he still, to this day, looks like a complete idiot for, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So So this brings the Charlemagne the God interview. Now, Charlemagne has his own YouTube channel doing his own separate interviews outside of the Breakfast Club. And he did this interview with Gucci I and what I assumed to show that he was not banned from the Breakfast Club <laughs> despite the fact that he wasn't on the Breakfast Club doing the interview. If y'all have not watched this interview, I do not want the last five minutes to define this whole interview. This interview was actually really, really good. Sean, did you ever get a chance to check it out? I didn't care that much. <laughs> 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 right. 
Well, it's it's actually a really good interview. You can actually really see the group, uh, the growth in Gucci. But no one ever even talked about the growth of Gucci because of the last five minutes of this interview. So in the last five minutes of the interview, he he goes on this tangent about the Breakfast Club. Now I can't remember how the the setup was and and how Envy and Ye even got brought up, but I want to say this because. Charlemagne did not bring it up. Gucci Mane mm-hmm. did. He is the one that said, "Call." I'm not going to repeat the names that he called Ye, especially Ye. Good God, he went on on Angela Ye. Not going to repeat the names that he called Ye and, and Envy because I mean I'm just not going to repeat that. But needless to say, he called him out, and he basically said that he listened to that People's Court. Um, segment on the Breakfast Club, and the reason why he screamed on Envy was because he even said it. Didn't Envy have this whole thing about his wife being mentioned? Mm-hmm. So pretty much, why would he mention mine? And then he proceeded to go in on Angelie a little bit more, basically saying that she was lying about the whole situation. So after that interview was over, I guess Charlemagne didn't. Wa- I guess he warned Envy about the interview now. He never said he warned Angela Yee. He just said he warned Envy because Envy was on vacation in Paris and Envy with his dog in the in this picture basically said he listened to the interview because Envy, uh, uh, Gucci Man was saying that Envy, you know, has been slapped before and Envy basically refuted that claim. Said, I've never been slapped by anybody. So I don't know what Gucci Man is talking about. Angela Yee, on the other hand, did not take this well at all and you can still hear it to this day. And that was almost a month ago <laughs> when that interview happened because Angela E decides to go on her friend, DJ Quicksilver's podcast and basically air Charlemagne now. Mm-hmm. Which I was confused by. Why? So then Charlemagne... Oh, I'll, oh, I'll explain. Oh, it. I feel like we're going to have different opinions on this. So Charlemagne goes on his podcast on his Brilliant Idiots podcast with Andrew Schultz and he talks about the situation and he basically says you cannot control what an artist says and I am in a professional interview what you want me to do uh, step up to Gucci and get in his face I'm not going to do that I'm a professional which is why I wanted to talk about this whole thing so you want me to go first or you want to go first I mean okay let me see. I feel like I guess it would depend on are we just strictly co-workers? Like do I just work with you and then I go home and we don't talk and we don't like hang out or nothing until you know I see you when we doing our job which is the vibe I kind of get I always kind of got between um, Charlamagne and, and Ye because it seems like Ye and Envy have like a a friendship. They got businesses together. She gets shoes yep, delivered gonna say to his house and whatnot. Like they seem like yep. they have like an actual personal like relationship with one another. Ye mm-hmm. and Charlemagne just feel like you know you just the nigga I work with, and so mm-hmm. I guess from that aspect on Charlemagne's point, like if we you know we just coworkers and that's it, then I could see him not really wanting to get in the middle and like say nothing to Gucci but 
also on the other hand it's like if we're at least cool and you know they've been working together like eight years I don't think it was his place to like check Gucci per se but I Mm -hmm. feel like he could have said you know like something like because he was really disrespectful like not like mildly (laughs) disrespectful he was like all the way like you know what I'm saying if I see you in the street we got a problem disrespectful mm-hmm. so I feel mm-hmm. like he, there was a way for him to like in a professional manner like maybe be like you know what I'm saying we're not gonna do all of that here or you know like mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't expect for him like punch Gucci in the face or like you know get up or walk away but I feel like he could have professionally said you know something in the defense of her he see this girl every day for like eight years like and so that in that aspect I see her point like you know what I'm saying we work together like you could have there was something you could have done I don't know what that something is but I he it didn't have to go down like that like I personally if if it had been somebody you know that I knew that I was at least cool with I'm not gonna sit in front of you while you dog this person out and then on top of he laughed like like he thought it was funny like that okay. right there was just like why are you chuckling at the way he's disrespecting this woman like that wasn't cool for me okay I, I'm gonna disagree with some points and because remember I, I okay first and foremost Angelique and Charlemagne never gave me friends no let me just point ever. that out never not once here's the thing about this now, the reason why I was confused as to why people was getting on Charlamagne is because I watched that interview. Now, when he did bring, now when Gucci brought this up, Charlamagne was trying to kind of defuse the situation by saying, let's get on the phone and let's squash it. Gucci wasn't having none of that. So what, what more could Charlamagne have done in that aspect? Remember, Charlamagne's point, and I, I have to agree with him, you really can't control how artists act. And this is where I'm going to get on Angela Yee. Because this is the same Angela Yee that when Uncle Murder and Mano came up on The Breakfast Club to talk about how bad K. Michelle's box mm-hmm. was. And, and Angela Yee, on a many occasions, before even K. Michelle came up there, they was always hanging out. Oh, her and they K. Michelle was cool? Was cool? They was cool. Oh, I didn't know like, that. At each other's events, cool. Oh, yeah. See, Angela Yee kind of wanted to dance around that whole Hurricane Michelle thing. Because if you notice, K. Michelle hasn't came back up there since she aired Angela Yee out. Now, and it's funny because I went back and watched that K. Michelle interview. And one of the things K. Michelle said was, we were cool. Like, friends outside of the Breakfast okay. Club cool. That's why K. Michelle got on her so tough when she came up there. So... I was looking at you like, really? Oh, okay. Now, it's been times where people have came up to the Breakfast Club to try to get at Charlemagne, and you just sat there, i.e. Birdman, because I know everybody loved to talk about the Birdman thing, right? Which is still it funny. Is. <laughs> if you really could. It's still, it's still a classic. That, that might be their most classic moment in the history of that show. But when Birdman came up there, he was not coming up there for Angela Yee. Or DJ Envy. He was coming up there for Charlemagne because he brought his goons with him. I didn't see Envy and Angela Yee stick up for Charlemagne when Birdman was up there. 
even though he said all three of y'all. That three of y'all pretty much meant Charlemagne's face, neck, and the head, probably. Or the time that Fredro Starr was about to try to fight Charlemagne in the studio. I mean, I didn't oh, see I Envy saw that and Angelina. He was pissed. Uh, <laughs> he was pissed. Oh, he was mad as <laughs> mad as hell about like, that Brandy oh, question, wasn't man. it? He finna go at oh, Charlemagne mode. <laughs> yeah, he was tight. He was tight about that Brandy question. Well, how about the Troy Ave interview that they that Charlemagne vehemently disagreed with? Because if anyone remembers that incident that happened a few years ago around Christmas time. Tax Stone, who is Charlemagne's man, him and Troy have gotten to a little situation where someone unfortunately lost their life at the Urban Plaza in New York. And Troy Ave, I guess they was labeling him a snitch after the incident because somehow, some way, he got off of that incident. Charlemagne j- stepped out of the interview. He said, y'all can keep doing this interview. I'm not going to be here while y'all did- do this interview. They did the interview anyway. Not only did they do the interview, that interview was one of the longest interviews, if not the longest Breakfast Club interview that they've had. And there's been a whole bunch of other incidents that has happened where I didn't see Angelique Yee come to Charlemagne's defense. Because when that whole can I get a drop situation happened, it was because Charlemagne was popping off. Which he does. I, and, which he does. And they laugh about it. <laughs> they in studio like, that could have ended really bad. And I know people joke about it. And I know people, you know, say this and that about it. But that could have ended really bad for Charlemagne. I, I, I didn't see them come to defense about that. Or how about Charlemagne's whole rape situation and allegation? I didn't see them come to defense of him. Now, Angela Rye did. But not Angela Yee. So that's what I mean with Oh, all of a sudden, because... Gu- and remember, this is a situation between Gucci Mane and Angela Yee that Gucci Mane brought up. Now, first of all, now, when Angela Yee did all the receipt checking and Gucci Mane's lying this and that, he brought up the fact that it was the show with Angela Yee and Melissa Ford. Now, that was, what, 10 years ago when that whole Yee and Gucci thing happened in 2009? Because I watched that interview, too. And it was some flirting going back and forth between Yee and Gucci. And for Yee to be like, it was the wrong show. See, Gucci man is lying. I'm sitting here looking at Yee like Angela Yee. So we're going to sit here and just act like you just a perfect angel? Have y'all not listened to lip service at all throughout the years? Now, lip service is a lot tamer than it has been. But when she was doing her stuff on Sirius XM and, and uh, Shade 45, that show was mad vulgar. <laughs> and Yee was the whole corporate of it. When she talked, I mean, in length. And she basically, in that same interview with Gucci, she talked about how deep her box goes and everything to Gucci Mane's fla- face. You don't just say that to a dude that you're not trying to smash later on. Really? So in just random conversation, you just tell a guy, oh, my box is deep. <sighs> Really? So all of a sudden now Angela is this angelic presence and oh woe is me. I'm like knock it the hell off. You do a rumor report every single day, Monday through Friday. Really? So Charlemagne has to all of a sudden take the uh, heat because you and Gucci had a situation? 
I'm just like, man, okay. Now, again, I do not agree with the language and the verbiage that Gucci Mane used because it was wrong. He shouldn't have called Angelio out of her name like that. It was very disrespectful. Man. To the highest degree of disrespect. Yeah. And he kept... Yeah, he kept talking about like he was reiterating. He kept reiterating, but I want to say this too: when you bring up a man's wife and you play that clip of Yo Gotti saying that he smashed that man's wife, what the hell did you expect Gucci Mane to do? Now Gucci could have just left it alone, but no, nah, y'all had to play that People's Court interview. All bets. Are- Listen, remember when? <clears throat> when we discussed the whole Pusha T Drake thing and all Drake did was mention Virginia Williams and like legit, legit just mentioned his wife's name well, his fiance's name at the moment, his wife now, all he did was mention that man's name or what the woman's name. And he just went in. That's how guys are when it comes to their wives. I, I hate to say it, but. I, I don't take kind like if someone was to disrespect my wife, I'm not gonna take that kindly. I'm probably gonna try to knock your head off while I'm at it. That's how Gucci felt. I'm not mad at Gucci at all, except for the stuff that he was saying about ye in the in the distasteful manner that he said. But I'm not gonna sit here and protect Angelie. Angelie, you don't need no protection from no dagger on Charlemagne again. For what? How did Charlemagne do wrong? And I just think that in this, and I hate to say this, and this is gonna sound really bad. And Sean, I'm gonna let you uh, interject here. I just think that it was—it's very easy for Angeli in this climate to say what she said about Charlemagne, knowing that he will probably receive backlash. I'm just saying. I hate to say that, but I mean, come on, a little bit of truth is in there because people are gonna look at that like, yeah, Charlemagne's a dog, and look at his past, and look at the things he said about women in the past, and da 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 da. It's very Angeli. You knew what the hell she was doing. She knew what she was doing when she criticized him on her friend's podcast where she could be, where they could be totally unbiased. So that's just my POV. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that because I just thought Angela Yee just looked a little silly in this. I don't know. I mean, I I just feel like, like I said, y'all co-workers he was way disrespectful. You chuckling at him being disrespectful, and you know you got to go back to work with this girl. Like, well, he even said as much. <laughs> <laughs> he even said he was like, "Oh, they gonna be mad at me, man." Duh. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, uh, have you listened to the Breakfast Club since then? Yeah, that's what I. We watch it every day on Revolt. That's where Antoine gets his news because he don't do the social media and all that. Yeah, so, like, yeah. that's that's where he get like, you know, what's going on from. Mm. So we watch it every day, and it's so like you can tell, like you can, like the you can cut the tension. <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> like, it's like the big elephant in the room now. It's mm-hmm. it's very professional, like. You know, just everybody's just doing their job. Like, ye, you could tell ye and Envy's still cool, but when it comes to, like, ye and Charlemagne, like, it ain't no joking or playing. It's just we reading what we got to read yep. and we doing what we got to do, and then we going home. Yep. They are coming on 10 years next year. I don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah, okay, so ye has been on tour 
um, doing her lip service uh, uh, tour for her podcast. I've never seen Yee away this much. And I understand mm-hmm. that, again, she's touring. You know, they all toured. Charlamagne toured when he was promoting both of his books. Um, and even Envy. Envy toured when um, his uh, uh, Casey Crew podcast really started to get... It's funny that all three of those have separate podcasts, by the way, but that's that's funny to me. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, they all do stuff outside of the Breakfast Club. But but Yee, Yee has been there more... I think then even Envy and Charlemagne through the years, he was always there. Not so much nowadays. And I wonder does that this is this does this whole Gucci Mane thing have a lot to do with her not being there as much as she is? Because I don't it just seems like she's very apprehensive to just engage now. And especially with Charlemagne. Because I was listening to them even this morning when they made the announcement, because I guess next year they're doing uh, some live uh, broadcasting in Mexico next year for their 10th year anniversary. And, and you could just tell, you could just cut the tension with a knife. Like it is there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think Envy would go anywhere. I think Envy genuinely loves what he does. He's been in radio for so long. This is Envy's mainstay. But them other two, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like Charlemagne is like the Beyonce of the Breakfast Club at this he point. He absolutely is. And, you know, he got, he writing these books yep. and he's doing all this producing. I see him being the first to go. I kind of feel like he really got one foot out the door really right now anyways. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Yeah, I don't see them making it to eleven years. <laughs> I, I I don't either. Ten is a stretch, but I don't see it going past next year. <clears throat> and yeah, and about and that is telling because most radio shows you've seen shuffling with radio shows before. I mean, I mean, how many years did it take for Jay Anthony Brown to actually leave Time Joiner? It took him a long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Same with Steve Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey, Gary with the T. He used to be on Steve Harvey. And he ended up going to Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley has had, uh, oh my God, all the shuffling that show has gone through over the years, uh, which I still don't understand. I still would love to find out what really happened between Ricky Smiley and Ebony Steele because I follow Ebony Steele on, on Twitter, and I I want to I want so bad to ask her like exactly what happened because she follows me back too, and I'm just like, dang, I wonder what really happened. And then Claudia Jordan was on there for like a blink of an eye, and then she was replaced by Brad. Brad's been there ever since, so it happens in radio. They're like the biggest, I hate to say urban, I hate that word so much, but they're the biggest urban radio show in the entire country, and they're syndicated at like, oh my god, like 90 different radio mm-hmm. stations in the country. I mean, if it get, I mean, who would have ever thought that it would have been Gucci Man of all people? <laughs> Tear them apart. <laughs> of all people. Because it's dead. It's so dead. Like you could stick a fork in it. I don't know yeah. who they fooling. Cause it, it's just the chemistry and everything. You can tell. It's just like and I'm one of them people because I like if I still gotta work with you, but I don't really mess with you like that. Like I know what that feels like because I've been there. I've been so, there too. Uh, and, like, and I just really hate that mall. From the Joe Bun podcast might actually be right about something. I can't stand Maul. I hate Maul's guts, but God, he might be right about this one. 
Because he even said years ago, oh, I think it's going to be over in a couple of years. And everybody like, man, shut up, Ma. Dang, he might be right. So we'll see. We will see. So, Sean. Yeah. Omaria. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> he is the of like unbothered. I don't care. Like I'm doing my own thing that I aspire to be. He deserves an award. Yeah. For having the patience and for having the he's just like, you know what? I'm cool. I've never seen a human be this cool with this amount of garbage that he is surrounded by in their lives. Let's talk about it. Omaria, April Jones, Little Fizz. This love triangle. Oh, Oh, she's losing. She's so losing that life. We all know, and let's just go back. So I remember when I seen that Omarion and his then girl April Jones was going to be on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I was not a fan because I actually like Omarion. I like Omarion's music. I always have. I think he has a few really underrated albums in his catalog. Um, we all know Omarion Beach UK. We'll need to go through who he is, whatever. And I remember thinking, like, I don't think this is going to end well. <laughs> I said it then, and I still feel the same way. I'm like, I don't think this is going to end well. Now, this was prior to Post to be coming out. Because when he was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, I believe that was 2013. And then Post to be came out 2014. Post to be blew up. Uh, it became a. Yeah, he was done. And after then he that. was I done, mean, basically. I, mean, I think he should have capitalized more. <laughs> on that song, but he had a mixtape that was actually fire, by the way. And he had a song with, uh, called M.I.A. with Wale that is so dope. And I, I just wish that people uh, would have gave it a little bit more traction, a little bit more list, uh, listen to it a lot more, but it didn't happen. But anyway, I just always felt like April Jones was just trying to chase the bag or just trying to chase the fame. I just always felt that way. And uh, and apparently so we'll get into in just a minute. Oh, uh, we we because yeah, we be knowing, but we'll get to that. So, it has been rumored for a long time that April Jones and Little Fizz have always had this, you know, relationship that was, you know, they always say it was just strictly platonic. We're not doing anything. We're not seeing each other, and blah blah blah. Come to find out, that all wasn't true. Just recently, because they finally came out and acknowledged their relationship. And when she put out, well, how did she put that, Sean? This is, I, I, I mean, what is? Just, just go. Just First go, of just all, go. let me let me just say this. This is the <laughs> stupidest shit in all the world because you claiming that you gonna be here for this girl because her baby daddy um, is not helping her. Blah 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 blah. But you treat your yep. own baby mama like crap. How about you be there for your baby mama and stop worrying about Omarion's? Yeah, that's a starting Let's point. Just start there. That's a good starting point. <laughs> and then they both look like idiots. You, you suppose like you and this man, whether now y'all not that cool or not. His children call you uncle. Yeah. Now you they step. Yeah. Like what? What? What is yeah. going on here? 
I mean, his baby mama even said as much. Like, yeah. y'all both look dumb. Yeah, like, that don't even make no sense whatsoever. Like, okay, if you wanted to be there for her, like, in a friend sense, which even then, I think that's kind of, like, overstepping your boundaries just because of your relationship to, you know, the father of her children. But it's just like, what, what, are y'all doing this for attention? And and then she, you gonna because Omarion left you now, you gonna date his very less talented, <laughs> um, no money, no money having a bandmate like yeah. No, little Fizz is like third of the four. Like it goes um, Omarion, then Jay Boog, and then Fizz, and he only third because Matt <laughs> be crazy as hell. Like. <laughs> disgusting he looked desperate and collectively as a unit they both look like idiots because they doing all of this and this man ain't said a word he's just out here living his best Mm -hmm. life and they both look dumb so here's my thing now first of all that is a total violation of friendship now this this is the total opposite of the stuff now, the perception of the Breakfast Club that we talked about is it never appeared ye and Charlemagne looked like they were really chummy outside of the Breakfast Club. We didn't get that vibe with B2K, especially with all the stuff that they've been through. No! With that whole Rasby, Chris Stokes uh, stuff, behind closed doors, them breaking up, them being broke, then people have to file for bankruptcy. Like, a whole lot of stuff happened outside of the whole B2K breakup. And then they go back on tour this year. Just this year. My niece went to the show and everything here in Charlotte. They were on tour. And oh, by the way, that tour was really successful. Like one of the better tours of this entire year. You just went back on tour this year. They was on tour together when all of this crap was going on. Like, that's why I say he is the level of unbothered and wants to be because you're getting on stage with this man every night and you know he messes with your baby mama. Like, but you're still doing your job. You're on photo shoots. You're on interviews. Like, you very professional. I don't know if I could do that. Even if I needed the money, I don't know if I could be completely like, you know, I said we finna do our jobs, and I'm not like trying to. Put right, you in your I face mean the level of disrespect is just oh my gosh. Yeah. So, April Jones, I want to talk about her for a minute. I'm gonna get the fizz in a minute, but April Jones, she went on Nick Cannon's uh, show, a Power 106 out in LA. You know, they all from LA, and she pretty much went on there to talk about behind closed doors. Her and Omarion has been going through this, that, and the third. And she claims that Omarion only gives her $700 a month for child support. And then she says, quote, to the perception of the world, Omari's unbothered, but he bothers me. There's a lot that I'm dealing with behind closed doors that people don't know, like not receiving support and a person claiming they only make a certain amount of money and I'm only getting $700 a month, like little stuff like that. I heard he has the kids, that, though. Point A, he has the kids. 
This and then she goes on to say this, and this is where and, you know the hypocrisy of it all. And she says, "I don't want no smoke." She says, "Co-parenting cool, you can have it. He's nice, but he knows how to sting." Omari knows that he can't talk about it publicly because he'll have to tell the truth, and the truth is he did what he did. Wait a minute, which was what? Which did he talk what? to one of your friends or something? I need to know. Okay, I hate when people say stuff like, you don't know what happened behind closed doors. This goes back to when we talked about T.I. If you want to say stuff like, you don't know what happened behind closed doors, then don't go on an interview and say, well, you, you know, trying to gain sympathy by saying, well, you know, behind closed doors. Like, Nick, like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? No, we're not there 24-7. No, we don't know what happened <clears throat> Excuse me, in, <clears throat> in y'all relationship. We don't know, but still, fam. For you to say, well, I'm only getting $700 a month. Do you know how many people, to be quite honest, isn't getting anything for child support? <laughs> say it again. Say it again for the people <laughs> in the back. I don't think they heard that loud. <laughs> If we just go keep it a hundred, ain't never received a dime. Have you been on an interview with Nick Cannon basically saying Ain't nobody can go through my point exactly? I I can go a little bit deeper, but I'm not gonna put certain people on blast. So I'm 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 gonna relax on what I'm gonna say about that kind of stuff. But then there's little fizz. You are the fourth. Yeah, the, big, the biggest clown. The biggest clown. The of biggest them all. clown. Nigga, please. Look, <laughs> you are the fourth on the totem pole in B2K for me. Because I'm, I remember, I remember, we remember B2K very well. Back in their 106 and Park days and their TRL days. I always felt like mm-hmm. Little Fizz was the least talented nigga in the group. He Fam. is. What did he do? Omarion yep. and Jay Boog was doing the singing. Raz B had his little rapping, and he's the dancer. Him and Omarion is the dancers. And even Jay Boog. Fizz was the uh, long hair little nigga. Because he was light skinned with the with the long hair. Like that was his whole spiel. Like they could have not used him and the exactly. still been exactly the same. And he's coming out and he's basically, you know, trying to be a big shot. And say, well, you know, it is what it is, and that because I hate that. That was another thing that pissed me off with April and with Fizz. I mean, well, it is what it is, and you know, we belong together, and da 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 da. Yeah, they do belong together. Freaking morons! And then he tried to come out and get all big with Meek Mill because Meek Mill said that ain't it, (laughs) and it ain't. But okay, don't you dare! Don't you even start? And so I was just. You're a moron too. All of this looks bad. And I listen, whenever I'm going through something, my speech from now on is I need to have Omarion patience. Like that man has the patience of a saint. Yeah. <laughs> so it, like how are you gonna be mad that somebody's unbothered? What the hell is Omarion supposed to do? I can't even believe she fixed her mouth to say that he appears unbothered. Well, girl, maybe you need to appear unbothered uh like him. From what we can see, like, cause we ain't trying to hear what you claim exactly. that he doing. We don't see that. We only see you acting a idiots. fool out here in these. Streets. It is, it is, it is. But 
Needless. See his own love and hip hop begging Omarion to go on tour so he can get a check. And now you go go sleep with this mm-hmm. man and, and just be so out in the open about it. Man, what the hell ever. Why you dog your own baby mama? What uh, Marion and Moniece need to get together. I wouldn't be surprised. Would you? <laughs> Would you be surprised? <laughs> Moniece yeah. is petty enough to do that. I don't know if oh, Marion is cares that much. Uh, how much you want to bet she at least it. reached out to him? How much you want to bet? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't yeah, Moniece, doubt it. she, she kind of strikes me as the type to do something like that. <laughs> if, if, I don't watch the show, mind you, but I've heard. I've seen. I, Oh, I quit watching it too. It's uh, they all trash now. Although I am going to at least check oh, out man. New York when it oh, comes back. Yeah. New York's like going to be, be a mess with, with Joe and Tahiri and Sin Santana because mm-hmm. then you'll probably find out what really happened. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's going to be. Yep. That's going to be. That's going to be something else. The other definition of being unbothered is Drake. I want to give a shout out to Drake. I've said on this very here podcast. We, we know, know you I love, love Aubrey. Aubrey. I'm a fan of Drake. I have to kind of keep saying that because people people seem to think that I'm not a fan of Drake and that is I'm you, not a fan. You okay. fair weather. I never said I was a fan. I just said I like him. Okay, let's just get that straight. I, I do I do like Drake. I do. He he's he's a I like him as an artist. I really do. Uh he he does questionable things, but I like him as an artist. What I did not like and this was not on the topic list, but I had to get this out because I thought this was the stupidest thing you could possibly do. Tyler, the creator, has his own music festival called uh, Camp Flognaw. And it's a festival he puts on every year. Um, and it's, it's a really popular festival. Is well, it? This I, is the first I, time I've, I've, I've heard, heard about, about it. But... To be yeah. fair, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a great artist. I hated him when he first came out because I just thought he was trying to be Eminem like with all of the, you know, disrespectful stuff that he was saying about other artists. But I've come to like Tyler Creator a lot, especially over the years. He's a really good artist. But anyway, so he has a surprise at the end. He does this every year, he brings out a special guest every year. A special guest was none other than Drake. Now, for people. That the people that was at the festival did not take too kindly to seeing Drake come out. Idiots. Drake Idiots. might be the biggest artist out there. Now you can, I mean, you can debate who's the biggest artist out there. You can say it's Adele. You can say it's Carrie Underwood. Depending on what genre you're referencing, I don't know, you know, too many other people that's actually bigger in music than Drake. I'm gonna just put that out there. If you are at a festival, and the surprise, and I know, I know, Frank Ocean and Tyler Creator, Odd Future, I get it. They used to be bandmates, get it. But if Drake hits that stage, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna just thank you? I'm hyped. He's not gonna be hyped for Drake <laughs> coming out. I'm at a festival, and listen, I done paid the circuit because I, I've seen like how much it costs to see Drake live. It's not cheap. I can tell you that much. It's not cheap. So Drake comes out. I think, I don't know if he performed. I think he performed a a song or two. And I guess Drake kind of noticed that the reception wasn't up to par. 
So these doggone fools started booing because it was the end of the night. So Drake was like, okay, y'all want me to continue? He tried so many times. He said it a couple times, like, y'all want me to continue? I'm here for you. I'll continue. Like, and y'all... And so... That pisses me off. So while they were going, <laughs> they, they started chanting, we want Frank, meaning Frank Ocean. So Drake was like, it's been love. I go by the name of Drake. I'm out. And he left. And that was the end of the festival. As he should. I hope they felt Now, stupid. the reason why people... So then Tyler the Creator comes out. I love Tyler the Creator. He basically on his uh, Twitter handle basically changed his Twitter handle by saying embarrassed by the fans right now. And he goes on a tirade pretty much and pre- pretty much called people, you know, assholes because all these people came out and was booing the fact that he had Drake up there. And Tyler the Creator did not have to do that, by the way. I just want to make that clear. No, exactly. Drake didn't have to oh, do it. Oh, Tyler the Creator was so pissed. So, of course, in typical Drake fashion, Drake was like plot twist, plot twist. Outside the ten year uh, stay to pretty much perform uh, every year until y'all, um, <laughs> until y'all. Oh uh, yeah, I just signed a ten year residency at camp. No, that was funny. I thought it was funny until until you're thirty. Every single year until you're thirty. I love that. I love that. That's great. And of course, Kendall Jenner, who I didn't want at all to to comment on and say ha ha, but that's whatever. Drake, do yourself a favor. If uh, <laughs> please stay away from the Kardashians, you know it's been rumored that he's been seeing Kylie Jenner. So <laughs> don't do it, please. Drake. <laughs> oh my God, because I don't want to like not like you anymore, and I would hate to see your career go down the toilet. I mean, you see what happened to Kanye, happened. right? <laughs> they, they destroy everybody. Rather really on purpose or accidentally. Once you get with them, like your career is like no more good. Where's Obsolete. Chris <laughs> Okay. Kanye crazy as hell. Uh, Lamar Twice. almost died. Trist- Garbage. Tristan Thompson. Can we keep going? That's yeah. why that's why I was glad when James Harden got the hell out of there. <laughs> And that's why he got down. That's why he did it. That's why he got. He's like, nope, I, I want to keep my. Fresh, yep, same thing. And Fresh and Montana. He got out of there. They they use them for what they good for, which is the publicity and the you know getting your name out to more people who probably wouldn't know who it you is are. Like and a then concentration camp. <laughs> like, whatever yeah. you do, do not get sucked into this abyss of. Cardassian Jennerism. I mean, it just it just sucks you in. Now, Tiger so left. Stuck. He got his hairline back in his 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 little career. Yeah, I can't believe like it. Tiger, Tiger had a number one record last year with Taste. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm trying to tell because yeah, he yeah, got on down. Yeah. He, he... Tra- oh, Travis Lord. Scott, this... Lord Jesus, <laughs> fell off stage. Bless his heart. Yeah, he free. He's Even though he now. almost broke his freaking knee in half because he didn't know how to to jump, that's it. But that's neither here nor there. So yeah, so the the idiots camp. Why why would you do that? Like that was just so. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. Okay. 
To be so entitled, yeah, though, to I wasn't Drake. a fan of that. I was just like, nah, that's not cool. That's not cool. Okay. Let's talk about this movie, Harriet. This has been a hell of a discussion. Now, I have not seen the movie. I don't plan on Me seeing either. the movie. I might watch it once it's free. So, <laughs> I'm just so what? When it's free. Once it hit HBO, yeah. you know, I might check it out. But I'm not paying no more money to watch no more black people be yeah. slaves. Like I just I ain't got time. I know the story. I've read the book. Now books. it has been controversial ever since this movie has even started being shot because the lady. Which is we going we just, she's British. It's British, she's British. She? but it's not that she's just British that I had an issue with. Because how many freaking actors or, or act you know actresses could have played this Harriet role in America? I mean, that's one thing. It's what she said about African Americans who I had an issue with. As to why I didn't want this woman. Oh, oh, oh! Said? You didn't know. Oh, Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. let me pull this up. So, oh Lord Jesus! Oh, let me break man, myself. it's bad. It's bad, and she's been saying this for years. Uh, now the even prior, prior to, getting to getting the role, prior to getting the role, I cannot pronounce her last name, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce Cynthia's last name. Obviously, yeah, I'm not going to even do that. <laughs> Uh, so, what it what it is is that she basically said that uh, and I'm going to go to the grill.com. She has been, she has received backlash because she used to mock Black Americans. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can pull this up of some of the things that she said. Uh. Because some people have said that they there's no there was no reason for her to get this role. Why did that just happen? Okay, I'm gonna go to somewhere. Oh, shush, shush. No, so I was trying. Yeah, don't you hate when you go to a website and then you get like the video of somebody talking and talking and talking and talking, and it's just like, okay, I didn't need you to say anything. Okay, I need you to be quiet. So. This is some of the stuff that uh, has uh, been said. Um, and it all stemmed from the whole, you know, a- uh, ADOS, um, uh, African Descendants of Slaves, which they have their own little controversy uh, going on. And that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. Basically, she was saying some stuff about how... Um, Black Americans are ghetto, and uh, oh, oh, you didn't—you really oh. didn't know none of this stuff. And it, it was just yeah, some of it has been bad. Mm. Let's pull some of this up. Um, what did she say? It was inter- it was an interaction she had on Twitter with a couple people. She called. This is what she said. She said. She was making these tweets and basically mimicking how black Americans talk. And then she put like this in like in um, parentheses, ghetto American accent. And 
Yeah, she puts, uh, baby, you know, I got you. I'm going to sing it to you, but I still got to do what I got to do. You feel me? Basically, again, mimicking how black Americans talk. And uh, the the African and African American is the thing I understand more fully than most if you think that uh, I'm black and then yeah, she's she's been known to say some really really foul stuff. Now a lot of those tweets are gone; you can't really find them. But those are some of the things. Uh huh. But oh, she deleted those them? are some those are some of the things that she's uh said. Well, here's an example. This is something that she retweeted. Somebody tweeted out, "This is so wrong." Same people that will shout racism at a white man, not realizing how damaged they are at themselves. It's not new that some African Americans are jealous of Africans in the U.S. Example, this person here. And she retweeted that. I was like, uh, this is the individual you want representing. Yeah. We're jealous of Africans? That's what she, that's what she said. For what? She retweeted that. I was like, uh, uh oh, <laughs> that's not what you want to say, because that's not at all how we feel. I'm not. Listen, I am one that I want to find out more about my lineage more than anything. Um, and I'm not one to even try to say that I'm better than anybody. That I'm. Is this is this a bad look? But so she had controversy going into Harriet anyway because people felt like she shouldn't have played it anyway. Um, so that was in a controversy in itself, and then the movie came out. Now, I am all for celebrating us as a community and certain movies that we've been a part of. I was very weary of this when it first was coming out. At first I was excited, but then I became a little weary when I found out that she was playing a role. And then then I heard about the film itself. And how they have you have you heard about the film, like some of the stuff with the movie? Um I heard what did they say that it wasn't accurate. Mm-hmm. And it was like the whole white savior crap yep. still going on. Um, and it was something else that I can't think of off the top of my head, but a lot of people were yes. complaining about it. The one of the main things that people were complaining about was that very thing. And it was the fact that if you do research <clears throat> on Harriet Tubman, that there is no mention. Uh, not, not, not to say that it wasn't black bounty hunters back then, but they made it really seem as if this one black guy was just hell bent on killing Harriet Tubman, when no such thing historically has ever been said. And it just, I just had an issue with that, and then the white savior thing, and it's just like, fam. Because we know, like, if you really do research on Harriet, Harriet Tubman, like, she had a lot, she did a lot to try to actually get the Underground Railroad started and finished, and then even her as a spy after um, after the uh, after the Underground Railroad was completed and everything. I've never once, and as long as I've been reading about Harriet Tubman, ever seen that she had a white savior. 
not one time. And I was just like, when did that happen in history? Well, that's how they, that's why, first of all, I hate when white people are in charge of making like slavery movies because they always try to minimize like the fault that they play and all of that. They never want to like accurately depict how nasty and just mean and that they were. It's it's always like kind of right. sugarcoated. Right. And that's what made me so angry about like um Brother of a nation. Birth of yep. nation. Yeah. And like because that was probably more so like leaning towards what actually happened and so they made a fact oh, they killed kill, that movie. like him and anything before the movie was ever because t- I watched it and it That's was what a I heard. really I, good I still movie, have not seen that movie and I heard it was amazing they, the way they <clears throat> like assassinated him and like I guess rightfully so you know from what I read about what he did but it's just like that was done purposely like, cause y'all knew he had this, you know, when it was like the great debaters, y'all knew this then, but y'all didn't say nothing about, you know, his background then. It wasn't until he was trying to accurately like depict slavery, I guess as accurately as you yeah. kind of can get it. And now you want to be like all in the uproar about his background. And, telling and that was pre Me Too movement too. With all of that stuff that happened with uh, Nate yeah. Parker. I-, I feel so bad for him. I don't think he deserved none of that. I did. I, mean, and I, I didn't. didn't because you know his actions were absolutely wrong. But I, me, I am a very, I am very big on bigger picture. Like, come on, man, y'all got to see the bigger picture than this. Like, we're trying to actually tell a story that needs to be told that has never, that mm-hmm. has never been told. And it was like y'all put the kibosh on it as soon as it came out, and it had no chance yeah. of surviving. All of his controversy, and I'm Mm-mm. just like, oh man, here we go. And he could have been up for like all kind of yeah. Academy Awards. It, it was that good for what I heard, and they just butchered it. And now no one ever even talks about it. And you haven't seen him since. I think that movie really, you that no, <laughs> that movie really just it just killed his career. It just, it just did, and it's gonna be hard for him to recover from that. And no, uh, yeah, he's oh, he and that's what happens. <laughs> sick of working him. He done like Kanye needs to be. <laughs> oh, that's funny because that's exactly what I was leading into next, Sean. But yeah, that Har- that Harriet, the whole Harriet controversy. I just felt it just didn't. It, I don't know, man. I, I just had an issue when I seen that white savior thing. I was like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm good. Obviously, I don't need to see this movie. So there's that. So. That man you just brought up, Kanye West. Now, he's not really going to be... He's going to be the subject of this conversation, but not really. Okay. He, this Sunday, is going to be joined on stage with Joel Osteen. Remember this... The same Joel Osteen that wouldn't let people in during the show. <laughs> you went right into what I was just about to talk about. Again. I don't want to really focus on Kanye because we didn't we didn't Kanye this podcast to death. Joe Osteen, who I, I, I like Joe Osteen, but 
I've been to have the you? church a couple have times. Have you really? Yeah, when I lived in Houston, my aunt that she goes and to the church. And how was it? Huge. It was a, a culture shock coming from somebody who just you know goes to like little meager Baptist churches with like maybe fifty members. It's like now it used to be a stadium, correct? It used to be like an old football stadium or something I, like that. I, I, I don't know. Don't start me tonight. I don't know about all that, but I know it. Yeah, it's huge. I've, I've heard. Uh, I've heard. And so he's he's. Eh. Can, can I just say I'm I'm trying to tread lightly because I, again I, I have we have so many different people that listen to the podcast and I know I have a lot of uh, uh, Christian um, friends of mine that listen to the podcast and and. And I'm trying to, I want to be as respectful as I can. I'm going to say this. If y'all can't see the con artists in this, then y'all need help. From both of their aspects. From both of them. Because when the hell did Kanye become like just this spiritual being? And I know people want to be like, well, you know, you never know people's journey and Everybody had to start somewhere, but Kanye is not genuine in this. There is nothing um, on the up and up about what he's doing. He is using religion and Jesus as a way to get back into people's homes because he know he messed up with all the crap that he's been doing. This ain't nothing but another ploy for him to mm-hmm. make more money. And this may be the most egregious thing you, that he's I done. And that. I feel like this is worse than yep. slavery was a choice because you literally yep, play with God. Like you, you are not sincere in this mm-hmm. at all. You selling yep. merch. You you making money yep. off of these appearances. This is you just make it like you don't care about God. You just using him to get into the hearts of people who want to believe because they have this fervent belief that you know God uses people. He ain't using Kanye. <laughs> Kanye is yeah. using him. I j- yeah. You're not going to get me to believe for two seconds that this man has had an awakening and now he's just so spiritual and oh my God, I'm so holy. Like this, this mess going to last for a good six mm-hmm. months to a year and he's going to be back to the next like um, scheme. <sighs> Again, I'm trying to tread lightly. Um, it just bothers me so much that people can't see it the way that I see it. And, I, and I'm not here to convince people of it. My issue is the blindness of Kanye West. And it's like, y'all really can't see this. I mean, it's so wide out in the open. Like you, It's like walking outside. It's so wide open. <sighs> it's like a woman who can't see her husband ain't no good. Like everybody named Mama know he cheating on you, and he done cheated on you to your face. But he done told you, baby, this the last time. Okay, I'm, I really, I really, I'm not gonna do it again. Okay, I promise. And then you find out like three months down the line that why he was telling you it was the last time he was around the right. corner with your best right. friend. Like, how? How are you? And and it kills me when they defend him and they like, you don't know and. He's bringing more people to Jesus. Okay. It just, it just bothers me so much because I'm like, I need the energy that we could be putting into really changing people's lives. 
Because again, I'm not at all saying that Kanye's, Kanye was life is not changed. I don't want, I'm not I'm not jumping on that bridge. I'm not jumping. I'm saying I'll, it. I'll let you say I'm it. I'm saying let it. You say it. No, I mean, no, you can say it. You can say it. <laughs> I, it, it, it is what it is. My issue with it is I have mu- I have more a bigger issue with people that want to become, you know what I'm saying, Christians. And they see in this fool Kanye and all that he's done over the years and that he continues to do. And, I, and Sean, I honestly don't think it's the MAGA stuff simply because he's still claiming MAGA. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with MAGA. I think it honestly has to do with him just being an attention whore. Simple as that. Because what it, I'll, say this, I'll say this once and I'll say it again. is the last time I'm probably going to say it. You don't see this man until he has to sell you something and then he goes yeah. away. So, Joe Osteen, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I don't know how well-received this is going to be. Now, mind you, Joe Osteen has the biggest ministry, not just in the country, probably in the entire world. Do you know how many people watch this man every Sunday across the world, Sean? He's, like, seen in, like, a hundred-something countries. And you, I already have my like opinion on like these mega churches. Like, I'm iffy at best about people who are like making gazillions of dollars like off of God. Like, I just to me, it just it don't sit right with me. Like, it don't feel genuine. Like, it just it feels like a money grab that you are you a pastor. But you making twenty five million dollars a year, and like, and people are people in your own congregation are in poverty. I do bro, I do have an issue with that. I've said I've been saying that for years. I I can't lie. I felt that same exact way. And they giving you the yeah. last and, every right. Sunday because they feel like you are the connection to the higher power that's gonna like save them. And that's my issue in a a lot of times with religion. Like, I firmly 100% believe in God, but I feel like a lot of people use people's beliefs to take advantage Mm -hmm. of them. Like, back in the day, like, the whole religion with slavery, it was used, like, at first as a ploy to get them to continue to, like, not want to rebel. It's like, you know... God wants you to do this, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then when when it kind of broke off and then it people made it be what they wanted it to be and then the faith that they had kind of like changed. But I feel in, in a way, like especially Kanye, like you are using people's beliefs and, and their kind-heartedness and, 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 and them wanting to like really believe that, you know what I'm saying, you... You have had this epiphany that that God is really like using you to like bring more people to Him, like that's where it bothers mm-hmm. me when you have the people who are not like genuine in the faith, right. like they they just see it as a way to to make money right. themselves, and they use your faith as a way to do it, and and a lot of these mega churches. I feel like is I just don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, and and that's kind of kind of where I wanted to kind of discuss that too. Um, now, I'm I've always my relationship with God has always been tight. 
You know what I'm saying? I've I've always mm-hmm. had a tight relationship with God, and I've always <clears throat> had questions about that because, <clears throat> and it's not a question to God per se, because even in the Bible, it's been so many times it's been proven who you know that people's mindset wasn't right. You know, God always talked about false prophets, and God always talked about yes. people that was going to use God as a ploy to um to <clears throat> institute their own beliefs and their own religion and their own everything. And that's why, you know, I said before, you know, people just slapping God on things and just saying that, oh, God gave me this vision. It's like, well, actually, no, he didn't, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. So it just, it bothers me. It bothers me a lot because it is really people out here hurting. It is really yeah. people out here who feel like they are in need of a savior and they want so bad to believe in God and believe in, in Jesus Christ. And you have these people out here for who are for real about it. And then you have people out here who perpetrate that and put on this facade as if to say, well, this is how God really is because look at me. And it's like, no, like my relationship with God is an individual thing. It's not a group effort. And if, if mm-hmm. I'm doing this one thing and this is how I got a relationship with God, then you have to do it this way too. That's why I have a whole issue with the whole Joe Osteen thing. Anyway, because, like you said from the very beginning, what what hurricane was that? Uh, not Katrina, yeah, not Katrina the, the, the one that was really bad that was in Houston a couple years ago. Harvey, Hurricane Harvey. Well, Hurricane Harvey happened, and mind you, I have an aunt, an uncle, and a cousin that all live in Houston. And I was communicating with them back and forth, and it was really bad in Houston. You uh-huh. have this big mega church. And you refuse to open your doors because you claim that the doors couldn't open. Really? You want me to believe that a, 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 a football stadium that is now converted into a church could not open its doors. But somehow, mysteriously, once everybody started tweeting and finding out about it, they opened yeah, so quickly. Because when Hurricane Katrina happened, you know, the Superdome doors opened, right? That's why I'm just like, but your doors couldn't open. And you also, sir, have almost a football stadium for a church. You really want me to believe this? Really? Oh, okay. 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 I just, I don't know. I, I just... I don't like this, man. I don't like it. I I have such a hard time with this, and ah, man, it, this is this is just, I don't like it at all. I, I don't like the pandering that the churches are doing for Kanye. Kanye is not no gospel artist. Nope. He has not shown himself to be like the most religious. Like he's literally made Jesus walks. And he literally just started this this mess that he on maybe six months ago. But now all y'all are clamoring to get him to come to y'all church for what? Ratings, notoriety, and power. Yes, and that is not of God. Nope, to I me. agree. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So we'll see how this goes after this Sunday, how people actually receive him on stage and the pulpit, which I've said before. I am a firm believer that if you are not called to preach, you do not belong in a pulpit. I will say that to the day I die, but I digress. Anyway, 
Wendy Williams versus Nicki Minaj. Oh, this is great. This will be one of the last things we talk about till we get to this favorite bad good movies part. So, I don't watch Wendy Williams' show. I really never have. She is a very um, polarizing figure. And I just think that she just has a lot of qualities that I don't really particularly care for. But that's that's how most radio personalities start out and whatever. She's gotten to this little back and forth with Nicki Minaj about her now husband, uh, Kenneth Petty. The fact that Nicki Minaj's last name is now Petty is just the funniest thing <laughs> ever. We have been very critical about Nicki Minaj's behaviors on this very podcast plenty of times. But it seems to me that the last few times that we've talked about Nicki Minaj, it has been in defense of Nicki Minaj. Case in point, the whole BET fiasco with with that and um, uh, the whole Tommy Lauren thing back and forth that she had with her earlier this year. And now this. Wendy Williams gets on her show and she basically was talking, you know, hot topics, whatever, whatever. She gets on and she basically talks about uh, Kenneth Petty's past and isn't he a molester wasn't he a molester and wasn't he uh, in prison and, and all of this and all of that basically just trying to throw shade what does he do for a living is what Wendy Williams said same thing her husband do or ex-husband <laughs> which brings us to Nicki Minaj Nicki Minaj gets on her queen radio and boy <laughs> She said everything that everybody else pretty much was saying about Wendy Williams and her situations. Nicki Minaj has the greatest Wendy Williams voice ever. Her Wendy Williams impression was freaking hilarious. I think I listened to that portion a million times. I was like, dang, that's actually kind of funny. But she basically went on to talk about Wendy Williams and her whole situation with her her husband and basically saying, where was your husband at? Oh, that's right. He was getting into somebody else's punati. I was just like, oh, man, this is bad. So then when... I mean, people in glass houses. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That is a fact. That is a fact. It's, it's, it's not as bad as, as with Angela Yee, but I mean, Wendy... You do you you've been slandering people for years. I mean, mm-hmm. remember you have you ever listened to what Whitney Houston screamed on Wendy Williams all those years ago? I mean, speaking of Robin got on there just recently and told Wendy that her and um Whitney was finna ride down on her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause of some stuff that she had been saying on the yep. radio. That's I mean, she she used to go so hard on Whitney and Whitney. She Whitney came on her show all those years ago and she basically got at Wendy Williams. Deservedly so. I mean, you knew that was going to happen. That's why I always say, you, like Charlamagne said, you can't control what an artist says and you didn't slander them. You can't control how they're going to respond. So anyway, uh-uh. Wendy Williams gets back on her show again and she basically called Nicki Minaj a washed up rapper. She didn't say Nicki by name. She just said this person keeps my name in their mouth, this washed up rapper. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go away. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I mean, Wendy. I mean, that whole controversy last year with your mans and that baby mama of his. Yeah, the whole baby. 
Mm-hmm. Not only that, you pretty much pay for the baby mama to be on vacation with y'all. I mean, it's record. You said she was there. I don't think you... I, if, if I'm Wendy Williams... I... Let me just say this. If, if I was Wendy, I would no longer be on my talk show because I would be in jail. <laughs> right. Right. There's no way. There's no way everybody ain't dead. That's the, yeah, like for yeah, real. yeah, because that's that's a <laughs> whole mess, man. There's no way. It's 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 there is levels to disrespect of cheating. It's like okay, it's already bad. Like if I don't know anything about mm-hmm. it, but if you got this person around me, and then you're using my money, yeah, that I'm working hard for, yeah, to fund. Oh, everybody got to go. Yeah. <laughs> everybody dies that day. Everybody Everybody got to go. Everybody got to go. I'm so sorry. Everybody dies. And I will repent while I do my uh, 15 to whatever, but everybody got to go. No. And then she paying, She got to pay for this man to have a house for this baby and this lady to live it. No nah, way. Nah, fam. No not, way. Not, not, no not way. my hard-earned money. Are you crazy? No, 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 no. no, no. no. And then he had a whole baby on the side and you knew it. Like nah, man, just, that that whole thing is just nah, fam. Not not cool, not cool. But we'll see how this back and forth continues to go between Wendy and Nikki. All right, Sean, you want to talk about that power episode, the last two? <sighs> oh boy, the last good one was Lakeisha getting killed. <laughs> episode eight. <laughs> Them next two, they could have kept. They they and that last one they absolutely could have. First, let's of all, go. Okay. Let's talk about it. Cousin Benny or Vinny or whatever his name is. This man Benny. is like top mobster, like professional, get people dead type of dude. He gonna show up to Tommy House by him lonesome with a pocket knife. I'm, oh wait to wait. Kill Tommy. No 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 wait wait wait. Not just not okay. Not just a pocket knife, Sean. You've known Tommy to be a wild guy with guns. And you're showing up by yourself. Yeah. With a pocket knife. Yeah. Not a gun. With a freaking pocket knife. And you get, he get killed that easy? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not buying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep it, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I'm not buying the fact that Ghost still had Terry Silva. In the car, I'm not buying the fact that Tasha. Because how Tasha going around like, did you kill Terry? Is Terry dead? Like, how she's so concerned trying to figure out where Terry at? But now all of a sudden, you know exactly, you know for sure he did, and you know exactly where his body yeah, is. Yep. And ghost and ghost like professional killer himself know how to hide a body and and get out of this, that, and the third breaking in prisons, breaking out of prisons. And you just gonna leave this man in the trunk of a car in the airport? Mm-hmm. You you ain't had no time to go back mm-hmm. during all of this time. You ain't had not one day where you was like, you know what, dang, let me go, let me go take. Not not, not even not even that. <laughs> the many times that she even mentioned it to Ghost in front of his face, yeah, like he kept well, talking about. What are y'all what doing? Where's Terry? Where's Terry? I know you killed him. Where's Terry? <laughs> and he just leaves him at the airport. Which brings yeah. me to which brings me to no keep going keep going because there's some other stuff I want to get yeah, other stuff. Oh, what what else happened? Oh, that was 
shoot, it was something else. Go ahead and I'll come back to it. Okay. Dre still living. Why? <laughs> why is Dre still living? Snitching. Still snitching. Why is he still alive? Why is why is Sax still alive? I need to know. I have questions. Why is Sax still able to work and do the crap that he is doing? Like Thank you. he got he got so many people killed. Like at this point, Sax ain't no better than ghosts. Like exactly. you're breaking the law just as much as he is. Like it is not okay for you to break the law for you to nab a lawbreaker. Like those two cancel each other out. It's like a double. Okay, let me let me let, let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. First of all, the fact that Sax uh, was even allowed to be in that building. Now, let's, let's put a dose of reality on that. If you are fired from that high level of a job, and it has been known within that department that you did this and you did that. Why you still got a key card? How do you get... The, when you get fired, they take all of that uh, from yeah, you that day. That, they walk you out the building and they take your card and all access for you to be able to get in. And they say, Why you still got your card? Yeah, and they will tell you, you are not allowed to be back in this building under any circumstances. How did he get back in the building? How? Why is Bianca so stupid to even allow Sax to be with her in the first place? I'm like, are you that dumb? I mean, really? <laughs> here's, an- here's another... This, this was the biggest thing for me. Ghost has never been that cocky in his life. Oh my God. He was just reading everybody like, I am the man. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. He is about to be lieutenant governor. I get it. It, it was it was terrible. The right? way that they made him and it, oh my god, the repetitiveness of the uh, you I can't be stopped. You can't stop me now. I won't yeah. let you stop me. It was cringe. It was cringe worthy. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm like, they stop it. <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Yeah, this is why it needs to end because they already writing too much trying to stretch it out. They should have just 10, 10 episodes and should have just wrapped this on up because these last two real Game of Thrones season 8-ish for me. Like, this is, <laughs> y'all have all this good TV and then y'all get to the end and it's just like, are, are y'all out of ideas? Did y'all not need this season? Like, Yeah. And then, and then the whole part where they're all walking oh, to the club. The montage of who shot JR, I mean, Ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah, who shot JR, exactly. That's exactly how I felt, too. Or, like, Antoine said, who shot Mr. Burns, because he pulled that one out. Oh, of that's a good one. That's a good Mr. one. Burns. That's a good one. That's a good one. Shout out to Antoine for that one. Yeah, I I did not like that last episode <laughs> at all. I was sitting there pissed off at that last episode, because you made Ghost to be this cocky bastard, and the, the the most egregious one out of all of those was Tommy. I now we all can have an opinion about whether Ghost need Tommy or Tommy needed Ghost, but for, for Ghost, all this time, to on one hand say, "I don't need you anymore," to when y'all are in a whole shootout, what's the first thing Ghost says? Tommy, really. And that confused me. So did Tommy set ghosts up? Like, who was these people shooting at Tommy? Who was that man that was dead? I thought he said it was another shooter. 
Like that whole scene didn't even make no sense. Why was that even there? Why was that even there? Like I don't know what happened. They I, didn't even explain it enough to where we knew what was going on. I don't know if Tommy set that up or like Yeah. It just all, no. all it, it was rushed. The ninth and the tenth episode was very rushed. Mm-hmm. The the whole the whole that that Tasha scene was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, okay, I think I'm about done with this one. I mean, the whole, but I know, but I know he killed Terry Silver. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> fool. First of all, didn't Ghost tell your dumb behind that even if you was to try to out him in the first place, that all of y'all would be indicted in some kind of way. Why are you mm-hmm. telling on him in the first place? Why? You don't want ghosts like that. It just... <sighs> and then what was the point of shooting ghosts? It's five episodes left. We know he ain't dead. Man, ghosts ain't dead, man. Ghosts ain't Not dead. Not at all. So what you shooting him for? So who you, so who you think shot him? I have my theories. Tyreek. That little I bastard. I don't think he ever left the club. That little bastard. You think, you think the little you think the little bastard, little ungrateful child? Well, we shot know him? it ain't Blanca because she was outside when the gunshots rang. I don't see it being sex. I don't um, see it being sex. I don't anymore. see it being Tommy. It could maybe be um, Angela's sister. What's her name? Oh, you talking about uh, Paz? It might be her. But I think it's Tyreek. Okay. I don't think it's Paz. Because, to be quite honest with you, even if even if it was her, it's been proven that he didn't do it. So why would you go after him if you know he didn't kill your sister anyway? Oh, well, because he knows who did it? It could have been and anybody. And that also didn't make no sense. Jamie, I know you didn't kill her. Like, so what are you, why are you here then? What, then what do you want? <laughs> Seth already know that it was Tommy who did it, so. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What then? is this? Exactly. That's, that's, that's why I was confused. Like, why is she one of the ones that would be? It's not Councilman Tate for the simple fact that he's a councilman and a former cop. Why would he do it? it I don't think it was Tasha because if Tasha was to kill Ghost, everybody would know it would be her because everybody knows that according to all of the officers involved, they would know she would have the most motive to kill him. Ah, man, it could be a dark horse. It could be. You don't a dark think horse. it's none of those people? I don't think it's none of them. I I've been trying to wrap my head around who it could possibly be, and I don't think it's any of them. Think it's somebody from the past? I, it is either somebody for the past or plot twist, Ramona. Who the hell is? Oh, I about to say who the hell is Ramona? Um, why would Ramona? She she in love with ghosts. I was like, man, is I think that when ghosts gonna sleep with Ramona. So she can stop begging because she looks so desperate. Is, is, she, is she in love with Ghost, really? Come on. That, that whole step, you know, that whole scene with Ghost and Paz in the club and her hearing that whole little conversation. I mean, but he didn't give no information. He didn't, but she, I'm sure she went and did her doggone research. I just don't think it's any of them because with five episodes left, it would be too obvious that one of them was the one that did it. It would be too obvious, and I still and I don't think Tariq did it for the simple fact that I think he left. I think he legit left it, uh, left at that point, or bumped into one of them on the way leaving and didn't want to be seen. So they would probably ask, "Well, what was he doing there?" I don't think it was him either. 
I think is a dark horse. I don't think it's any of them. I mean, I guess it could be, but then I'm sitting here trying to figure out who has gold screwed over that's still alive. (laughs) I get right, right, because everybody's dead at this point. That's my only thing. Yeah, so we'll, it, it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, you know one thing, it better not be. It better not be that. You, you know, you, this would be, at this point, something that they would do. You know who I also thought about? And, and cool. I know it's a shot in the dark. This, the kid. Proctor's kid. I, I know. It's... Why was I just thinking that it might have been Lisa Marie? But how the heck was she getting way over here? <laughs> but, that, but, but the way it was wrote these last two episodes, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I, I, I wouldn't that even their lives together and the yeah. writing and these laughs because I was disgusted. I was like, I could have wrote better the last two episodes than yeah. this. Yeah. This was some mess. Yeah, I was not happy with those last two. All right, now let's get into some fun. Um, I don't know if you have a list of your, your bad, good, bad, bad, good movies. I absolutely do because they're some of my faves. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm interested to hear this one. All right, I'll let you go first. Uh, so. Number one on the list is Janky Promoters. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, when I tell you that movie is funny from beginning to oh, end, boy. it's so many quotables. My favorite one that I always be telling Antoine is, can't be a boss until you take a loss. This man had his son <laughs> under a 10, his son under a 10-year yeah. contract. That movie is yeah. so freaking funny. I can watch that movie every day and still laugh like I ain't never seen it before. It is the one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life and I'm surprised that like not too many people know about it because it's so good. It's so bad, but it's... It's so bad, but it's, it's so good. So I agree with you on Jackie Ramones. I agree with Jackie Ramones. Okay, that's a good so one. so good. That's a good one. Oh, you want me to do another one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, Soul Play. I love yep, that, yep. me some Soul Play. <laughs> that might be, that's my number one, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I love Soul Play. It's like the stereotypical, like, nigga movie. Like, they make so mm-hmm. much fun. Oh, my God. It's it's so funny. Yep. Um, I love all the Sharknados. I, I really love bad sci-fi movies. Like the the, oh, that's a bad the worst kind, like the ones where you like the the green screen is terrible, the acting is bad, the plot mm-hmm. is no good. I love bad sci fi movies. So Sharknados, the Trimmers. Ugh. Oh, I love. <laughs> oh my god! I, I've even seen like Trimmers Five. Like it got so bad that they got like. Uh, flying like trimmers now, and they got like kind of like to uh push out some kind of uh, gas from their butt so they can fly. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible, but it's so good. <laughs> That's bad. That's pretty bad. Oh my god. Don't judge oh. me. I love bad sci-fi movies. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Okay. I th- are you, you got any more? You got the other ones? Oh no, that was just that was it. Uh, okay, yeah, Soul Plane's number one. I mean, that is the worst bad good movie of all time. <laughs> it's so bad, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's not good at all, but it is. It's not good at all, but it's so good. The fact that that movie is Kevin Hart's breakout role is just beyond <laughs> me. 
That movie, and everybody and their mama was in that movie. And yes. everybody. They oh had the airplane with rims and it had hydraulics on yes. it. Though. Yes. <laughs> Who the hell? And they right mind would even think of something like that. Why? Snoop is, high as is, hell flying the plane. What a shock. <laughs> Color me shocked. Tom Arnold. Some more. Godfrey. Everybody. Godfrey. <laughs> everybody was in this doggone movie. It's Gaming. like. <laughs> Gaming. Oh, it's so bad. It's such a bad movie, but God, it's so funny. I hate that I even said that. Okay, I got a couple. I got the hookup. I hate that I movie. Got... That's not good to me. That's that's just bad. It's bad, but if it wasn't for uh, AJ Johnson who played Ezel, that movie would be a total wash, but that movie to me I'm mad is they so... made a sequel. Yeah, yeah. The... I have yet to see, by the way. I, would I have be. yet to I have yet to see. Oh man, I, I got so many of them, man. Um, yeah, I'm not a bad. I'm not a sucker for bad. Well, okay, I will say bad sci-fi movies, but I will say video game movies. So, Resident, any Resident Evil, they're so bad, but because I love Resident Evil, the video game, I have to watch them. I like the, the one with Mike Epps in it. Yeah, that one is good. That that was a good one. That, it, but it's so bad. It's, it's not bad, good, but I liked it. It's so bad. Um, this is gonna probably be like, wait a minute, you actually really like this movie? It's 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 it is the worst in CGI history, but I don't think a lot of people really know how bad Mortal Kombat Annihilation was. Not the first one, but the second one. It is such a bad movie, but because I love Mortal Kombat, I watch it. But it's bad. It's it's a bad movie. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is terrible. But I watch it because it's it's just I don't know. It's just such a bad movie. The original Street Fighter movie. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I don't even remember that. But it's 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 it's, it's a really bad movie. Snakes <laughs> on the plane is it's, a terrible it's... good movie. Yeah, Snakes on the Plane is another one. But nobody really <laughs> watched that movie for anything. Yeah. Mother- <laughs> Snakes. <laughs> On this mother play, <laughs> <laughs> such a bad movie, but God is so good at the same time. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson has a couple movies that's just not good. That oh, I, I know what was watching. Soul Man or Soul Man. I was just that was my that was my next one. That I was gonna say that was terrible, but it's funny as I don't know. <laughs> oh, Bernie Mac, rest in peace. He God, is that movie was so perfect bad. in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, he is perfect in that movie. He is. He's perfect in that movie. And I mean, it's so and it's it's so weird because so it's so many movies that people say is a good movie, and you just like eh, it's really not that great. And so many movies that's bad that people was that I, I, I actually thought it was uh pretty good. Like people, like we went to go see Black and Blue. I actually like okay, Black so and Blue. It was actually a good movie. Since to you've me. seen it, here is my synopsis on how this goes down. Okay, because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I feel like. She goes running through the town. Tyrese is like her savior. They almost get killed like a million times. And I can't, I haven't decided on if he makes it or not. But eventually, after going through all these trials and tribulations and all these people trying to kill them, she eventually makes it back to the precinct with the tape. And the cops that she has not killed yet, they get caught. 
You're actually almost there. <laughs> You're actually almost there. That's so bad. Oh my god, that's so funny. That that's actually kind of almost out <laughs> believe it or not. All right, so I'll oh, be waiting that's for that funny. to reach HBO. <laughs> It's really not as bad. It's really not, not bad. I don't think it's, it's a bad movie, good. but I'm just saying I felt like it was that predictable like, you know, she go through all this crap and then, you know, she got this one dude in the hood that for whatever reason he wants to help her and then like I said, I can't decide on if he dies or not, but if he don't die, then they like form this mm-hmm. relationship and now they together in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, That's exactly what happened. I'm so not he giving don't away. die then, and now they're a couple. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying. I'm not yep. saying. I ain't even seen it, and I know what's going on. And I ain't even seen it. Okay. Yep. That's another HBO special. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. Look, gonna you can. Say you, so you don't spoil about it for people. Synopsis. I'm not doing. You it. can text me and let me know how right I am. That way we. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I will do that. I will do that. Oh, man. What's another really bad good movie? Oh, uh, it's a couple of them. It's a couple of them. Uh, 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 seven Pounds. I, I, I know I've some people really like, like Seven once. Pounds. It's all okay. It's, 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 it's a bad movie, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> At oh, least I, I know one. Was. After Earth. Oh, I loved After Earth. Oh, did you yes, really? Have, I've seen that movie about 20 times. Oh. I loved After oh, Earth. my stomach. <laughs> my stomach. I'm going to say this for the last time. M. Night Shyamalan is the <laughs> worst movie director I've ever seen in my life. That movie, i seen that movie one time. I said I never again. And I knew better. Good. I knew better. <laughs> no, it's not, Sean. That movie is bad all the I way it around. So it is a reason. No, it is a reason why you have not seen Jaden Smith in a movie <laughs> since then. That movie is trash. Well, trash, I liked it, so it's going trash. on my list. Oh my god! Oh, why? Why would you? Why would you put that on your list? Okay, but I can't judge. I can't judge it. I can't judge it. I can't judge. It. God, that movie is so bad. Um. I, I I mean it's it's plenty. We'll be all day talking about this, but those are some of my movies. I've said this in my League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's such a bad movie, but it's actually really I've good. Seen that. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you like, if you like really bad, good sci-fi movies, there's your pick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are some of the good bad movies. And if, if anyone has any bad good movies, I think I might I might post something about that today too. Uh, good bad movies. It, get it's get some interesting feedback. Oh, but that's good. You're a hater, though. After oh Earth my god, after Earth, <laughs> horrible. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's a bad movie. That's gonna conclude this podcast. I, I need to go well, wash and rinse after hearing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let let them know where you uh, where you can be found at Sean. Um, oh Instagram and Twitter at Honey Bunches. <laughs> that's H U N N I I E. B-U-N-C-H-E-S. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Biscott and Poe. Capital B-I-G-K-E-S-K-Y-E. The Poe. Follow me on Instagram at Biscott83. I promise we will not take this long ever again. How long <laughs> we'll try. At least been? we'll try not to. Oh, man. Almost a month. No, I'm talking about how long have we been on. Oh, oh, I see now. Yeah. I'm not... 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just looked up like, oh, oh. Yeah, so we will we will try not to take this long ever again. We're probably gonna have to record soon, depending on how this impeachment goes. But we'll see. We'll see. Until next time. Peace. Peace out, y'all.